What's up, everybody? We are back for another amazing episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. I'm your girl, Nikita Gadsen, here with the amazing, the amazing and wonderful Monique Gibson. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Ooh, so it's a um it's a hot day here in Chicago. I don't know what's going on in the Dallas area for you, but uh, it's hot. It's hot. Yeah. yeah, I ain't complaining. Not complaining. Not one little bit. Um, but it it was quite a shocker. So I don't even know. My body is not really sure how to respond right now. I'm a little, I'm a little warm. But maybe oh. that is uh um is ripe for the topic for today. Yes, ripe yes. for the topic. And we're talking about some hot. <laughs> hot stuff today we want to talk about strippers and only fans pages and what's that all about and the notion of do we need to project sex and sexuality and sensuality in that way does our does our body make us more money than our minds mm. Mm. let's talk about it mm. And I'm going to tell you, I've never, I, I'm not a subscriber to anyone's OnlyFans page. I, I don't even know how to get there, but I do know that they exist. And I've seen um, examples of this kind of thing on different shows where people will literally pay to subscribe to watch women or whomever is hosting that page do things, appear in certain ways. And apparently it's pretty damn profitable yes very profitable and and i would even add just even on linkedin you know the way that uh people are, are presenting themselves and you know just has changed tremendously um just within my lifetime so yeah. it's just kind of interesting to see that transition yeah so I started saying we was going to talk about strippers. I don't know how much we're going to talk about strippers other than the fact that it still is, I suppose, a really, a real um, job for for many women, um, a real way of, of making money. Um, and sometimes it's not an aspirational thing. It is a means to an end. It is a, a way to get started into something else. Um, but what must that do to, I wonder what does that do emotionally or psychologically to the young woman? Cause we damn sure not getting up on no poles uh, at our ages. Get got to be young. Uh, so, so I'll say when I was in college, I had a friend of mine who approached me about it he was like um with that rack you got he was like you could be making some good money and I ain't gonna lie I thought about it for a second I was like hey because I got school loans and that he's like mom I'm telling you you can and then for me I was mm -hmm. just like eh nah you know yeah. but the money he was talking I couldn't make that money any doing any other job outside of school at the time so mm -hmm. I was just kind of like they make that kind of money yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I have to I have to believe that it depends on your emotional well being going into it, including your sense of self worth and, and your intentions and purpose for engaging in the work, right? Because I feel like if you're like, all right, 
this is for me to pay for school or for me to pay for this studio time or for me to take care of my grandmother or whatever the whatever the situation is and this is a form of entertainment and I'm leveraging um my god-given talents for dancing and flexibility and um I will not adopt a mentality of being objectified perhaps that's an approach that some women take so I'll even say when I was in law school that there was a uh they don't they don't call it a call girl service but it was a service where they wanted women who were in law school and med school highly mm -hmm. educated women to attend these functions with successful men they wanted women who could have intelligent conversation that kind of thing and again the money was as a matter of fact i remember in um uh, I think it was bad boys. Remember th those women, they were in a call girl yeah, yeah. kind of service, but they were educated. So, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. If I can make however much, I don't know, but just hypothetically, if I can make twice as much doing something like that versus working in a professional field that requires a college degree. Yeah. It's definitely something to think about. I mean, that second option you just presented, I might have thought a, a little bit. Oh, you want me to go put put on a nice dress and go talk nice to the people? Okay. <laughs> I, might I, I don't know if the, the nightcap service was something extra. I, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't That's know. But I, I, I did hear it was very real. So wow. I was kind of like, wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what does what transitioning from stripping and call girl services to OnlyFans pages like? I guess what I'm con most concerned as a mother of daughters it, uh, about with all of this, and as a woman myself, how how do we create some type of boundaries around? us choosing to leverage opportunities that relate to how good our bodies look, right? Um, and kind of keeping people from objectifying us, like seeing that as the only point of value. I don't know how to, uh, I don't know how, to, how, uh, do, how people exist. So I think, it's pretty well known, especially in our culture, in, in, the, in the American culture, that um, women's bodies are objectified. Um, and, and that bumps up obviously against women who want to be able to wear what they wanna wear without being objectified. So I've heard conversations from my daughter and her friends that if they wanna wear you know, some short shorts and a half top, like they shouldn't have to put up with being harassed or, you know, whistled at or whatever. But, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a tough, and, and you know, this is an age old issue, you know? So I just think now it, it it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. Cause like I said, on LinkedIn, when you, you see, you know, women who are, you know, beautiful bodies, beautiful shapes, and they, they are perhaps using that to uh, get more uh, views of 
maybe their artwork or you know whatever service they're providing yeah and, and maybe even promoting a certain level of sex appeal as appropriate professional attire right or at you know identifying that there'd be somewhat of this combination of quote-unquote professionalism that has an element of sex appeal or at least a suggestion of it so I don't know if you remember that show Allie McBeal so mm. she was the one that brought in the mini skirt suits mm. well at the time I was in law school and I had um an internship and there were judges that would not allow female attorneys into court with with those short skirts they they just wouldn't because they felt it was disrespectful unprofessional distracting um so 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 i think even the word professionalism generationally is different you know yeah. but my mom's generation views professionalism and, and feminism differently than my generation. My daughter's generation feels is different. So yeah, there, there's, there's, there's a lot to that issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious about the perspectives of like our parents' generations who in, in a lot of instances, maybe not our direct parents, either our parents or their parents, right? Who may not have, whose profession may have been primarily in the home um, and what, what their perspective is on what's appropriate professional attire or attire for women to be taken seriously or desired, whether it be for work um, or other opportunities. Um, because, you know, I, I think my mom, there's somewhat of a more conservative approach to it, but at the same time, there may be this openness to leaving something to the imagination, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I just recently had a situation with my mom. My mom is 81 years old. Um, and she bought me a dress that looks like it was worn on Little House on the Prairie. Um, and she bought me a matching cotton hat that pulled down. So I have a training. Hold on, hold on. When you, this cotton hat that you're speaking of. <laughs> can you please, can we, can we pause? Can you talk about this cotton hat before we go any further? So remember when your babies were young? And oh. they had those cotton sun hats that they would yes. tie underneath. Oh, it was like they that. make those in grown for adults. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, for adults. God. Yep, yep. It was uh, baby blue. Oh, <laughs> Ma, yep. you gotta wear it for the next. <laughs> <laughs> and the dress was just below the knees, so mm. it was very full and flowy. You know, did it have a bib? It did not have a bib, but it would just think little house on the prairie. Mm. Like yes. Laura Ingalls just running across the prairie. <laughs> and that, that's exactly how it was. It was navy blue with the matching baby blue cotton pull, pull down hat. So <clears throat> I told her, she says, now tell me if you don't like it. And I said, mom, it's cute, but that wouldn't be something that I would probably wear. So this morning she says, that's what's wrong with you young ladies now. You need to wear that dress to your professional presentation because it, men will consider that to be sexy because it makes them wonder what's underneath your dress. 
I said, mom, hmm. I don't want to be seen as sexy. I want to be seen as professional. So I don't want to be, this is me. I don't want to be a distraction. So I would not ever wear something like that to anything professional. And she was very adamant that that's what's wrong with this general, that, that's what's wrong with you all. You all don't know how to, how to have some, some feminism and some sex appeal. A man doesn't want to look at a woman in a suit who looks like a man. I said, mom, mm. I guarantee you when I put on a suit, I don't look like a man. I've never been mistaken for a man. So, but I had to take a step back because again, her generation, white gloves, yeah. the lace collar, yeah. the hat, yeah. you know, the doily, you yeah. know, all, all of the... <laughs> <laughs> no ma'am yes the oh. dress down to the ankles yeah right and it was all about being seen as uh desirable mm. by a man you know mm. I, I watched some of the older movies with my parents and and the women you know had to be seen as desirable you know <laughs> by Clark Gable and oh and helpless <laughs> you know and I see that yeah right <laughs> and I see that and go that's disgusting but yeah. again, it's generational. And don't y'all don't don't nobody be judging my mama now. Don't be sending no nasty comments. Don't be this talking about mama, mama now. She's 81. So I understand it because that was how she grew up. So I was telling my 19-year-old about it, and she goes, Mom, I don't feel like I have to be desirable by me. I'm a professional. And I said, sweetie, grandma's 81 years old. Your generation is different. Because my gener my daughter's generation feels like if I want to come in a two-piece bikini, I expect to be taken seriously as right. a professional. Right, right. You know, right. and be that as it may, and she said the problem is that the generations don't know how to adapt to new generations. I thought that was interesting because in essence, what she was doing is she wasn't willing to adapt to grandma's generation. It has to go both ways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I'm not I'm not wearing the, the cotton hat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would love to know where she got that adult size uh cotton hat from. Um, but bless her heart. And and I think I'm I'm super shocked that the perspectives were what they are for the, I would expect almost the opposite a little bit in terms of um your mom's generation being overtly intentional about trying to um provoke a little bit of interest from a sexual perspective. Um, but also thinking about that generational difference where I would imagine at that time, a lot of many women um, spent a lot of their time in the home um, and that was their profession. They were homemakers and that's a hell of a job. That's not a diss at all. That's, that's um, how things were. Um, and so that's where some of their worth came in, I would imagine, right? I, I can cook, I can keep the home and I can keep my man looking. And, you know, when I'm out here going to get this packaged meat, I might get a few little winks, get a discount on this yes. hoghead cheese. So, <laughs> oh, hoghead cheese. Oh God, that was horrible. And that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> But you're right. Uh, like I have a, I have a 17, almost eight year, 18 year old and they do think, Hey, that, it, it's my body, my clothes, my choice about what I wear. And I shouldn't have to be subjected to what other people might think or do 
um, just because I've chosen to wear this. So it's a interesting balance. I don't, I don't disagree. It's a hard thing though, right? Because how it's difficult to say if I wear something that is provocative, that I will not provoke attention, right? Yes. Or if it's provocative, keep, keep, keep your provoked response to yourself. Well, and I think for me, that's where there's a lot of confusion because if I wear something that shows a very firm, beautiful piece of my body, then there are going to be people who are attracted to that. And yeah. to expect everyone to keep those thoughts to themselves, I think is is challenging. You yeah. know, I, it, it's tough. Um, <laughs> I think it's tough. I mean, it, it's not it's not the same thing. But think about if somebody walks down the street with hair of all colors of the rainbow you gonna you might it might pop your head a little bit you're gonna look you're gonna maybe gasp you might it's it's really different it's out of the norm it's unexpected and so those are the reactions that you usually get um so it's 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 but people do have to control themselves right you could be surprised buck your eyes and keep it moving though you that doesn't mean you get to grab and and oh, do all not. and yeah. and use your language inappropriately and those kinds of things um I, but I was gonna say growing up uh, I remember being in church and there was one sister uh who was extremely shapely extremely mm-hmm. shapely and she would wear very form-fitting skirts mm-hmm. and so for whatever reason every Sunday she would be the last person to walk down the aisle to sit in her her seat. <laughs> so of course, you know, before the choir comes in or whoever, she walks down in this very form-fitting skirt. You can't help but see her. She's the only one walking down the aisle for whatever reason. Exactly. And for <laughs> for the men folk and even the, the women to sit there and go, I don't, I don't, I don't see her. I, don't, I mean, because she was right. when I say, yeah, there was a lot of lot in that donkey. A lot. <laughs> She a lot. She's dragging a lot in that wagon. <laughs> yeah, that, that wagon was packed full. So, <laughs> so I think, you know, being a young lady at that time, I was just kind of like, surely she knows that's a distraction. Mm-hmm. Should it be? Maybe not. But why is it that it just so happens that you wait every Sunday till everyone is seated and you have to go down the middle every Sunday? Right. So, so then you kind of start to wonder, like, now, wait a minute, is this right. intentional for right. attention? Is it not? Is it? Uh. Yeah. Let's 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 talk a little bit though about um, my body or my mind, which is more valuable. Which 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 should I lean on more for prosperity and and well being? <laughs> um, and I, I kind of want to bring up. Um, a post I saw on Instagram a little while ago. Now I don't follow her, who I'm about to bring up. Um, and this is not any kind of opinion, but um, the headline was Black China deactivates her $240 million OnlyFans account. 
And in the interview, she goes on to say that she she's doing it or she did it because she felt like it was a dead end um, and that she was worth more than that. So $240 million and this feeling of being worth more than that. I, I'm I'm curious about that. So I, first of all, I think kudos to anyone who has um, chosen to stand firm and of their self, their beliefs about themselves over um, money. Because you know when you start when you start um, positioning money and wealth above your own principles and self-worth, I think you kind of get into prostitution a little bit. Maybe so. Yeah, so the fact of the matter is, I don't know with what kind of advanced degree that someone would have made that, specifically a female would have made that kind of money and i don't i don't know anything about the young lady so i don't know if it was a year two years five i, I don't know but just hypothetically hypothetically say she made 240 million over three years i don't know what profession she would make that kind of money. even right. if she was an artist even if she was a, a top 10 platinum art i don't think she would have made no, that. they're not making that kind of money and then i mean like i don't you think of prestigious you think hell the president don't make that damn much money um astronaut uh scientists uh Art doctors <laughs> architects <laughs> right yeah so what kind of message does that send though to right. up and coming young ladies that when Black China Post, I made $240 million off right. of my fans only. So, you know, and, you know, some of the, the music videos and things, mm -hmm. you know, that have become very, uh, the women have become very bold or a lot more bold than when I was growing up with not just showing a lot more but talking about their sexual needs and how they get down sexually and how they don't need you and mm -hmm. they're gonna get theirs and you know mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah so i think i think there is much more sexual freedom yeah than i ever experienced because i you know we were oh, yeah. like that growing up Right. I mean, and even even with what your mom was suggesting with your beautiful dress and hat, this is <laughs> the kind of activities that are being engaged in today are leaps and bounds and then some beyond what she was even suggesting. She's not even saying, talk about, talk about it or pull up your dress and show a little more leg. Just wear something that <laughs> he might think is something going on under there. Yes. Yes. So so that mindset dates back probably to the beginning of time mm -hmm. that as women, we should put our value in whether men find us appealing. Because that's what it is. That's you're what looking, it is. Yeah, you're looking for validation from a man that, oh, he, he thinks I'm sexy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's going to be looking at this beautiful knee-length dress wondering... <laughs> 
<laughs> what kind of garter I got on under here? <laughs> these britches, he don't know nothing about these britches. <laughs> these to keep their stockings up. My grandma yeah. used to wear them, the little pinchy thing. Yeah, exactly. Got a garter growing. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like, yeah, what kind of garter she got underneath them thick tights? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and 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 that in itself, you know, is very. It 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 makes you feel very. Um, what's the word? Not not undervalued as a woman. That okay, yeah. if I'm not showing a part of my body, does that mean that I won't get as much attention? Mm -hmm. A professional attention. Say I'm a. a I don't know. Uh, a top lawyer in the country, you know, does that mean that people will listen to me because the content is great? Or do I have to, you know, show a little something, something, you know, bring my shirt down a little bit, right. you know, or maybe turn on the video. So, right. Whatever. Swing my like hair. I ain't, I ain't got no hair to swing right now. I get <laughs> swing my hair around or wear a pop a I red mean, lipstick or, you know, is that, is that what we have to do? Is that okay? I, you know, like I said, I've seen, I've seen on LinkedIn, especially I've seen a lot more of that, uh, of, you know, making sure that the angle is just right, you know, mm -hmm. to see the donkey or, you know, show a little, show a little of the rack, uh, you know, and is that okay? I, you know, that's, that's what the conversation, or is that what, is that what we have to do to get attention? You know what? So, yeah. So I think you made, you hit the nail on the head by saying this is an age old issue where women feeling like they, a good part of their value and worth is in how desirable they appear to be. Um, and even, you know, as, as polar opposite of, of perspectives as your mom and your daughter had, I think the generation today, even though they feel like, well, I should be able to wear whatever I want, but they are taking the um, being a, a, a appealing thing way, 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 way over the top with the BBLs, the Brazilian butt lifts, and um, all of this plastic surgery and all of these things that I I would I would really like to take a poll to see, are you doing this? really just for yourself or are you doing this for the attention or what you believe to be an increased level of appeal from other people Man, yeah and, and unfortunately it just it plagues females because since we're young we're 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 always oh she's so cute oh what a pretty girl that's a compliment oh what a pretty girl what did that oh she's so pretty pretty this pretty that Instead of, you know, boys are, oh, he's so smart. He's so this, he's so that. Right. So we're conditioned that our outward presentation yeah. is more valuable than yeah. our mental and intellectual presentation. Yeah. So, um, you know, like being pretty or desirable is, is where it's at because you know, you talk about those Brazilian butt lifts and, you know, I saw a documentary about women who were dying. They were dying. The back of, you know, one of the big box stores getting cement injected mm -hmm. into their rumps. You know, and you think people are, 
it's not that serious. Like you're dying because yeah. you feel like you'll be more whatever it is, appealing, sexy, pretty, if you have a more round rump or, you know, bigger breast or, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, does it sound like maybe the answer is yes, that maybe you can make more money off of your body than your brain, but but at what cost though? That's the real question. The, the well, answer to the question may be yes, but at what cost? Are you willing to, to what, what are the risks of it? I mean, we see somebody walking away from $240 million. That's, that's pretty significant. There's, it's well, gotta be something to that. I wouldn't be surprised if there are some women who would be very proud of that would be very proud of the fact that they're able to make that kind of money off of their body. And it may not see an issue with that. Like I feel valuable and I realize that my body gets, you know, a bunch of fans only people watching me. And I, I've heard what it is. I've never been on this. So I don't know, but I've heard it's like, oh, I'm going to bend over and tie my shoe with this short skirt on and you can't see, you know, everything in the garage but you kind of get a, you know, little peekaboo. Um, so, Hello. Uh, yeah, hi. Uh, so I, I think, I, I don't think there is one answer because everybody is different. Everybody's values are different. I think, like I said, I think some women don't think anything is wrong with it. I think if that's what makes them feel, you know, special or, so be it. Now, for others, they may go, oh, my God, I can't believe you use your body to. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So it ain't one answer. It, it It's up to the individual and how they perceive the act in relation to their. Their morals, their sense of self-worth, their value. Um, and we're not here to say what's right or wrong. We're just talking. Um, yeah, trying to figure out what's, you know, what's to it. I, I heard uh, a story, a friend of mine was telling me, and he he said that he went to some uh, uh, like trade show convention. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, he said, you know, the craziest thing, he said, there was a long line at this booth that had margaritas. And so he said, he walked out like, what the heck? Like, why are so many people standing in line for these margaritas? Mm -hmm. So He's very perceptive. So he says he looked at who's serving the margaritas. And he said this girl was built like a Dolly Parton with mm. a very tight shirt and, you know, was very much, you know, making that part of the presentation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in his mind, he thought, how genius is that? Right. It wasn't about the margaritas, but the company knew that she would attract enough attention just by wearing a short, not a short, but a very fitting shirt with very big breasts. You know, it's a marketing strategy, right? Yeah. I, it's not the first time, you know? No, I mean, you got a whole chain of Hooters. I mean, I forgot about Hooters. The whole business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got a bunch of them here. And it was not even funny, but there's one, I won't name it. We didn't know it was the name of it had to do with how the women were dressed. We didn't we didn't know. So it was me, my husband, and my son. At the time, my son was like eight, nine. It was so uncomfortable for me 
because my husband was uncomfortable because the young lady came to the table and I mean, you could see everything but the areola pretty much. <laughs> and and had on, no, I'm serious. Like had on shorts that, you know, like you could, you could almost see, you know, the little bunny rabbit. So um, my, and my husband was so uncomfortable and, you know, he just sat the whole time looking down. And then, you know, my son was like, Right. I was like, Jonah, <laughs> keep your eyes. Keep your eyes book. over here. What you want to eat now? Because I didn't know. I never would have put my son and my. This is for me. I never would have put my son and my husband in that situation to be yeah. that uncomfortable that we couldn't even enjoy our meal. I mean, yeah, you know. I, and and again, maybe for some people, because they stay packed. Maybe for some people, they think it's not that big a deal. Cause you know, then I started thinking about the health code violations. I'm like, surely there's. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I when you have on short set short, you know, I don't want anything extra in my food or my drink. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna venture to say that Hooters is not a family friendly restaurant. They might really got really good wings and curly fries, but if you don't want your man or your son to be subjected to tatas and big booties. But see, I, I think go. there I think there are people like my daughter, she she wouldn't see anything wrong with it at all. Yeah. I, I think there are people who don't see anything wrong with it. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's just different strokes for different folks. That's right. Um, That's right. But I think, I think. One thing that I'm taking away from this is, can you make more money off of your body than your brain? Maybe, probably. Um, and if you choose to go that route, be really clear about what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and be be aware of how it's making you feel, right? Yeah. So I, I this is not a an episode to cast any um judgment. judgment yeah on women's choices because at the end of the day it's your body and it's your choice um well we do want you to be respected um we do want you to be respectful um we do want you to um get everything that's coming to you in a way that honors you as the queen that you are mm -hmm. so yeah. Make sure your choices are aligned with a set of values that you've adopted for yourself. Um, if you have friends that are doing certain things that they think you would be into when you ain't into it, don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that peer pressure. That's, you know, and, and peer pressure just isn't in high school. Oh, no. I'm just no. saying. Um, no. I think peer pressure exists through our entire life. So, yeah. so you're right. I agree. And and for me, I really have had to take a step back and not exercise judgment to go, I can't believe she put that up. Mm -hmm. This this is a, a professional. What does she do? And you know, so I've had to transparently take yeah. a step back and say, hey, if she felt comfortable wearing that, then you know, that's between her and her viewers. Doesn't matter yeah, right. what I think. That's right. And and I've had these conversations with my daughters and, and even my sisters and my mom, um, because let's just, I'm going to give kudos to Lizzo right now, who is very body positive and 
Um, she's very confident in, in herself and she doesn't um, allow other people's opinions of her body image to reflect negatively on her. And so, you know, a lot of people though, it it, it did take me out admittedly like, oh, now she gonna wear, wear that outside in front of everybody. But if she wants to, if if that's what she's comfortable, why should I have anything to say about it? It's not it's not my business. As long as she ain't sitting half of her um naked ass on my couch or something <laughs> like that. Serving you food. <laughs> so I had to and, and you know, in conversation with, with even my mom, that's a different generation, right? Because your mama didn't give you no short dress. Mm-mm. She gave you a long dress. So our mamas is not into showing all your stuff. Um, so, so you better that, have on pantyhose. <laughs> And it don't pants. matter if it's 115 degrees outside. You better have on some pantyhose. It don't matter if you got open toe shoes either. Pantyhose. Mm. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, you know, be be yourself. Be confident. Be respected. Um, and 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 adopt a set of values that you could live with. Not only today, but if you look back at the course of your life, just you kind of try to fast forward a little bit and, and think, if I look back, if my children, if my daughter, if my family were to, would they be proud of me? Would I be proud of what I'm doing in front of the people that I care about? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that answer might be yes. And maybe it might be. It might be no. I just I just think it's tough that when you don't want to necessarily subscribe to showing anything, uh, then it just makes it a little bit tougher, I think. Because you think, okay, well, if I don't show anything, does that mean that people, I won't get as many followers or as many viewers or, you know. Both sides are are hard because if you think about our judgmental society, to those women that feel more body positive and are more comfortable showing more of their body than other people be like, oh, she a hoe, or why is she doing that? Or why is she da-da-da? Or women who take a more conservative approach, oh, she's so dry. She is, she's not fun. She's not, so it's, let people be who they be and get to know them for who they are. Um, and even if they choose to show a lot of their body or show none of it at all, um, it's their business. Um, shout out Tabitha Brown and who they are inside and what they have inside of their head is what you need to want to get to know, regardless of how much of their body they are showing. And if I can, I don't know if I can, when we post this on LinkedIn, I will take a picture of that dress in that Please. hat that Please. my mama bought me. Please put it on. Put the- <laughs> 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 Um. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Thanks for listening to our thoughts. Um, We wish you all the best, wonderful, positive body freedom and uh, self-awareness, self-respect, self-love, and just queens that you are. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Black Coffee with a Side of Candor. Be sure to like, add, or follow this podcast on your streaming outlet of choice. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Black Coffee with a Side of Candor, for a visual podcast experience. Catch you next time.